Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way. Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our investor network. Okay, and now on to the show. Hello, everyone. Today we have Zach Morrow, a real estate and crypto investment expert. Um, Zach Morrow is a seasoned a real estate um, cryptocurrency hedge fund manager who is passionate about helping investors invest confidently into alternative asset classes like blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and um, sectors in real estate. Zach serves as a VP of Investor Relations for Barn Capital Family Investment Funds, who seems to create triple-digit returns and consistently outpace Bitcoin. So I'm very excited to speak to Zach about you know these kind of new technologies like blockchain, cryptocurrency that really evolved over you know the recent times, and and how is that different from just traditional real estate? So Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Hey Jonathan, thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to visiting further. So tell us, Zach, how did you first get into this cryptocurrency um, sort of uh, blockchain space? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'll tell you, I started back uh, with Boron Capital uh, back in 2017, but the company started in 2006. And so the company grew really on the real estate side first, and it's been operating real estate investment uh, since 2006. And then um, whenever I came over in 2017, um, we were kind of transitioning more into a fund-based model versus a syndication for those who are, are familiar. And as things have evolved and grown, you know, it's been something that's been on the radar, but, you know, back in 2017, 2018, things like that, we didn't, we didn't view it currently to have the maturity as an investment class for us to feel confident bringing uh, investors over there and working inside that space really as a, as a hedge fund. But um, everything really shifted, I think, in 2020. And so, you know, when the main shifts and the pullbacks in the market and new things are happening in the economy, we just called a timeout. And as a firm, we had to ask ourselves with the new changes going on and with the direction where things could possibly go, we were asking the question of where and how do we want to allocate capital? And um, that shifted certain ways in which we were allocating capital on the real estate side, but it also led us to making the decision to move forward with cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and creating a fund and a vehicle for investors to participate inside that area as well. And so um, 2020 is where um, we really started kicking off and working on the compliance. Uh, we later brought on some partners who have been actively managing uh, inside this space for many, many years. And so you know that, that's what led and evolved to where we're at in the space now is just uh, asking those key questions during um, during times of volatility, during times of change. And when status quo shifts, you have to reevaluate your positions, right? Yes, yes, certainly, certainly. So let's just say, uh, uh, so explain to how it works. So I invest in a blockchain as an investor. How would that work? How would you describe that process? Are you asking more of if an investor was interested in working with our fund in that area? Or are you saying is somebody who's going to look into making purchases on their own? No, like, like to buy through your fund. Let's say you have a fund that invests in blockchain. How would that work as a passive investor? If you have $50,000, explain to me how, how that process works. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for those who are unfamiliar, a hedge fund is essentially just a private investment vehicle that operates under a specific strategy. 
So that fund is going to continue to operate within the strategy. So for an investor, when you're going to a fund, you're getting to understand who that fund is, what the strategy is behind it, and then who the team is behind it. And then with that, you're really partnering with that group because that group is going out and running that strategy on your behalf. So it is 100% passive. So our investors that are coming into the fund, they are allocating capital, whether it be through cash. We also have in-kind transfer. So if, you've, if you're already in Bitcoin, if you're already in Ethereum, USDC, you can actually roll that over directly without any tax liability. Then it becomes actively managed in the fund. So a couple, couple caveats of things you do need to know is you know, these types of private offerings are only available to accredited investors. And so I don't know if the audience is familiar or not, but very simple, an accredited investor is uh, somebody who qualifies either under an income basis or a net worth basis. And this is a definition by the SEC, income basis, $200,000 or more, or join as a couple would be $300,000 or more in income um, from a net worth basis, a million dollars or more, excluding the primary residence uh, as far as net worth goes. And then, you know, there's licenses like the Series 7, 65. If you have those licenses, you can be considered a credit as well. But um, these are made available to accredited investors. And then essentially, they're getting to know us. We're getting to know them. They're getting to understand the full strategy, understand what we're doing, how we're doing it. And then they make a decision as to whether or not they're interested in participating. Then, of course, once the decision is made and we both decide we want to work together, then from there, uh, we begin managing that capital inside the fund. And then they're able to invest passively and have a team that's actively managing with inside that strategy in that space. Okay, great, great. Very good. Yeah, so 506C, credit investors only, not 506B, where you have sophisticated investors of 35. Okay. Correct. Great. So, so tell me, Zach. Um, so, in that fund, I guess you invest in different kind of like Bitcoin, different different cryptocurrency or different blockchain technologies. Yeah. So, as a as a basis, we're interested in opportunities inside the space that are utilizing blockchain technology, and um, with inside that, you have different operations, different utilities, different um, coins, uh, projects, and assets. So, as the fund. There's different ways to invest, obviously. So like those of you who've heard of like venture capital, right? Versus private equity versus say real estate versus they all have different strategies. Uh, for, us, for us specifically, um, we're really looking to allow investors to gain exposure into the space with not a direct targeted high risk opportunity where we're going in on very specific startups or very specific, you know, what we'd call pre-ICO uh, type of opportunities. We're looking for what we call an actively managed index. So we're seeking to allow investors to gain exposure where they can have exposure into the market, allocated into that market, where they can uh, have some diversification and the ability to have an active management where we're actually working inside the space to hedge risk and then also seek to increase opportunity on the upside as well. And what's the normal timeline do you hold it for? Is there any exit strategy or you just hold it for long term? Yeah, so... From an investor perspective, the investors, when they're looking at a fund, you typically in a hedge fund, you have what's called a lockup period, and then you have redemption policy. So a lockup period, what's normal, anywhere from 12 to 36 months, and that's typically from the time you invest, that's how long your money would be locked up in the fund and having to work. So for ours specifically, we have a 12-month lockup. Now, then after the lockup, you have redemption policy. And redemption policy is going to be different for every single fund. So if you're interested in funds, this is something you want to look into. It's part of the consideration process as to you know, where and how you want to place capital. So the redemption policy, it might be 
monthly, it might be quarterly, you know, things like that. For us, we just have a quarterly redemption. So after your lockup, you have the ability to make withdrawals from your account on a quarterly basis. And so it's very simple and straightforward in that way. You have access to your funds and things like that. Um, whereas like in real estate projects, typically you're going in for a time period and it's going to be invested for that time period for the duration, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more illiquid in real estate, obviously, than it would be uh, in cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Okay, this is more like thinking your brokerage account and stock, you could pull it out when you want to after one after 12 months for your lock, lockout period. Basically. Yes, very similar. Yep, you can think okay. of it just like that. Okay, that's more, that's more liquid than a real estate syndication where you built multifamily and you're stuck there for like five years. Right, right. Yep. Okay. 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 That's exactly. very different. That's, that's very different. Okay. Um, and what, what would you say the pros and cons versus a multifamily syndication in, in your hedge fund model? Yeah. So from we have now we do have funds in the real estate side and there's obviously considerations in real estate that are going to be, you know, one versus the other, right? Maybe why self-storage versus multifamily, maybe why crypto versus self-storage or why crypto versus multifamily. Um, from a fund-to-fund -fund basis, um, the considerations come down to the asset classes that the team is investing into. So this is like from an investor standpoint, what are the considerations you're working through? Number one, do I want exposure inside the asset class that you're investing into, right? Number two, do I, do I believe in and align with the strategy of this particular offering, right? So multifamily, what's very normal is you're going to have some type of value-add offering or value-add syndication where I'm going to come in. The plan is we're going to purchase this asset. We're going to rehab it or we're going to increase rent, increase occupancy, so on and so forth. And once at a certain point, maybe it's two years, three years, five years, we're going to plan to sell that property and realize the gain. Now, from just a syndication aspect to a fund aspect, the difference is with a fund is you're likely doing that with an entire portfolio, right? So a value-add strategy versus you know an individual asset versus a diversified portfolio. That's syndication versus fund at a simple level. Um, now, strategy, value-add versus buy and hold, right? You can, do, you can do both in real estate. So like right now with our self-storage and multifamily, we're really more of a buy and hold strategy where it's about asset accumulation. So we go in, we're coming in, we're still adding value to these properties, but then instead of selling them and creating a taxable event and losing the asset, we focus more on strategic refinance where then we're able to access appreciation and access capital, put money back in the investor's pocket and allow them to continue to own in all of the upside and equity with no more money invested in the deal. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a shift in strategy. Now, if we shift back over to crypto, this is really an allocation decision. So even like us, we still love real estate, but we also really like blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. Because we have to ask the question, when I'm looking at the portfolio as a whole, what do we believe in long-term? And then also what do we believe is going to begin becoming a much more long-term asset? And so we have the same types of time horizons when we're looking at uh, these cryptocurrencies, we're looking at, you know, this is like real digital property. I know that's an unusual, maybe phraseology for it to be considered property, but Bitcoin is really like property. And then with inside the other investable assets inside that space, they're more based on utility. So these are more like specific companies. Would I invest in that company, what they're trying to do? Do I believe in the team behind it? Do I believe in the adoption behind it? Do I believe in the use cases of how it's going to be used in society? And um, um, those are really the considerations there. Now, from a portfolio standpoint, 
we're bullish on both. We believe in the long-term value of both. Now, I think the, the opportunity in crypto as far as return basis is much higher, but you have way more certainty and long-term historical track record, I believe, in real estate. Now, mm -hmm. we have obviously a high conviction behind blockchain. Otherwise, we wouldn't be investing there. Um, but it is going to be a more volatile investment. And um, I think you got to go into it knowing that, understanding yeah. some of the risk. And so anytime we're visiting with somebody, you know, a risk discussion is obviously at the forefront. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit. Yes. Happy to elaborate. <laughs> no, yes. I'm very happy that you got into this new space, which I'm not, I'm kind of learning about myself. I heard meta, meta real estate. I'm not sure. Is that similar to what you do? So metaverse is not something we're currently invested into. Um, the metaverse obviously is going to be projects. There are specific companies that are creating projects that would really, really be a virtual reality. So, you know, you can put on a headset of some kind and you're able to conduct business, go to things of entertainment. I mean, they've had concerts in the metaverse, right? So I'm putting on my VR and then I'm experiencing it as if I'm at a place, but I'm doing it from the comfort of my own home. Okay. Okay. Right. So, okay. so metaverse is going to be like, like Facebook right now is going to, they're trying to create their own metaverse. And then I, as a consumer could choose to purchase essentially land, real estate inside that virtual reality. Yeah. Now there's a lot of, obviously this is way more speculative. Do I believe that metaverse projects will uh, win out and there will be a metaverse uh, utility long-term? I do believe that. Um, as far as our fund and our personal allocation, we're not personally investing in the real estate at this time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit like risky in my view, because if it's virtual yeah. reality, that could be go, gone away. And I don't know, somehow could go away easily, right? In a virtual reality landscape. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a, it's still, um, it's still much newer. And I think there's a lot more maturity that would need to happen with inside that marketplace uh, before we would consider it an investable mm -hmm. asset. You know, um, even though we're in blockchain technology and cryptocurrency, I would I would tell you that um, we're quite conservative in everything we do. And um, that's why it did take us a long time before we felt like the present market had the maturity before we were willing to, to get involved with it. Even though, you know, there was some excitement and buzz behind it for many years, the maturity of a market is very important before we personally would be interested. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me, why would you feel um, so confident blockchain? How does blockchain work? And how do you feel confident that it's really a solid investment for your investors? Yeah, so the technology itself is one consideration. And then the application and use cases for those technology are different. So we're investing into uh, specific use cases within inside the space. So like Bitcoin is a essentially a protocol or, you know, if maybe for simpler terms, almost like think of it as um, it has utility that its infrastructure is built on the technology. So if we could just pause for a minute and go backwards, right? When the internet came out, the internet was the technology. And then on the platform of the internet, there were a lot of new companies, businesses, and use cases that were developed because of the new technology. Oh, it's the same with okay. blockchain. Blockchain would be like the internet in this example, where it's a new technology that has come out. And now with this technology, we're having new use cases that are applicable to things that we already do in everyday life. So every project within inside the technology is doing something different and has a specific utility that it's seeking to actually uh, bring to the world. So it's trying to solve real world problems 
with this new technology that makes things better, more efficient, more safe, more secure, uh, more seamless, and um, really much more transparent. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So you invest. I'm very glad you did that because you're in the forefront of this and you're actually investing in this capital, which is very interesting. Yeah. Because I'm so used to traditional real estate. I'm not, not, not used to this blockchain technology. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. great. So what would you share with your, uh, I guess your, um, my audience, if you want to invest maybe in your, your fund with blockchain, how, how would they, you know, get a hold of you? Yeah. So the simplest way to get a hold of us is uh, really just by text. Um, we set up a text line and this mm-hmm. is for, Anybody that's interested in learning more is very simple. It is a text. So this is not a number to call. You text this number. What you do is you just text the word info, I-N-F-O, and you text it to the number 877-771-0615. So it's 877-771-0615. Pull that up, text the word info, and that'll automatically connect you with our team. We'll reach back out. We'll get connected with you. We can visit a lot more about, you know, what we do as far as investment offerings. And then we also actually have educational programs as well. So if this is something where you're trying to learn more and, um, or maybe you're not an accredited investor and you're just growing in your education, growing in your portfolio, we've got opportunities and educational stuff for, for uh, those individuals as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't offer non-accredited investor, right? No, non-accredited, only accredited um, Unfortunately, at this time, um, every, as far as an investment side, everything is accredited. Yep. Okay. No non-accredited. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Zach. Come on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. See you again next time. <laughs>